Hello, this is Making a Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Hope you're all listening to this with your turkey and your other stuff. <laughs> yeah, all your American bits. <laughs> we love you, America. <laughs> I, I love do. you, America. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought you were all right when I was there one time for like two days. <laughs> Over you there for two days. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. So, Katie, how are you? What's up? What's happening in life? I'm all right. I'm... I don't want to say it. I'm drained. It's yeah. a new word. It's a new word. Uh, no, it's just the M50 today was so bad. It was so, so bad. Like, it took me an hour and a half to get home. And that was with me skipping off the M50, like three exits early and like having to come up through like a different like just back roads and stuff from where like around but like usually that would take longer but because the traffic was so bad like I just had to do it and yeah I think when there is traffic on the road it takes me about 40 minutes to go home from college it took me an hour and a half mm. and if I had stayed on the M50 it probably would have taken me two hours like I probably would have been on that road for two whole hours it was torture it was awful so I'm drained I came home and ate a whole half a bag of fresh pasta um <laughs> and I you know I, I deserve it after that ordeal I was meant to go to gym and everything before we recorded but I was like I don't I don't have time to do anything I need to just go home and feed myself and well, yeah chill out before I die how are you Evan yeah, I'm like that as well. I'm just like busy, busy, busy. Not enough hours in the day. I feel like I need to schedule time to relax now. Yeah, literally like. Like it's just, ugh, life is just getting in the way. <laughs> <sighs> How hard do we have a hook? <laughs> <laughs> With our hit show. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I am also drained um as per usual uh was a bit under the weather but i'm a bit, a bit better now um yeah just trying to trying to survive <laughs> aren't we all aren't we all and i'm going to amsterdam on monday so very soon um oh yeah i'm going in one two three technically three days time like i have three more days of being a functioning adult and then I'm running away to Amsterdam for a week. Well you got a whole week. Well four days, but yeah, pretty much. Oh fun times. Yeah. I've never been. It'll be my tour time there. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like it. And my friend lives over there. So I'm gonna meet up with her one of the days. Um like she's my friend from home. So it'll be nice. Uh, to meet up with her and see how she's getting on and see her house and stuff which would be well her apartment which mm. will be lovely but yeah I'm excited so I just I just need to suffer for three more days and then I don't have to be a functioning human and I can be a tourist for four days which is nice I like being a tourist there you go mm. so now we're going to move on to pop news there it is. Um, so uh, the AMA took place over the week and uh, 
Chris Brown won for Best Male R&B Artist. Uh, he was he was presented with this award by Kelly Rowland. However, he did not attend, so she accepted it on his behalf. When the crowd started to boo Chris Brown, uh, Kelly Rowland told them to be quiet, shut them up, basically. Kelly Rowland was then interviewed by TMZ, uh, saying uh, we all saying that people should forgive Chris Brown. Chris Brown, saying we all need to be forgiven for anything that we could we could be doing, anything that we're thinking. We're all come come up short in some some way of grace some sort of way and grace is real and we are humans and everybody deserves grace period is it not really random that he won an AMA yeah I don't know I didn't realize he had music yeah me neither that's just the whole thing of, of, of the whole situation is that it's really random that he he won an AMA <laughs> like for what what are you doing <laughs> um, I don't know it's a tough one because like oh, it's just it's tough mm. I don't know I'm not saying like he should be celebrated by any chance but you know like clearly he won it for a reason and honestly I feel like there's a lot worse people in the industry like I'm not saying what he doing was ever excusable and and forgivable but like there's people that have and are doing a lot worse in the industry that have no comeuppance yeah and are able to continue on like nothing happens so i don't know it's hard but she shouldn't have shook well maybe yeah like she she was right to stop people from being because like that's just a bad look for the awards yeah but like that should have been the only reason you know yeah yeah, I'm conflicted. No, you summed it up the best way I could. Yeah. Anyway, going to move on to the next one now. So uh, Quentin Tarantino is a infamous Hollywood director uh, known for films like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as, mo- as well as many others. Uh, he has he sat down uh, for an interview uh, recently and says that uh, less movie stars exist because of the marvelization of Hollywood. You have all these actors who have become famous playing superheroes, but they're not movie stars. Uh, Captain America is the, is the star, or Thor is the star. That makes no sense. So basically, it's like they're not they're they're not movie stars. They are the characters they play, I guess. No, I get you. I know where he's coming from, but it still makes no sense. Yeah. They are movie stars. That is, they are movie stars. <laughs> like, if I don't know, um, what's going on? Obviously, I can remember the. I just can't remember the names right now. But just say, for instance, Mark Ruffalo. I know he's the Hulk, but like, if he's in a film, you're not. Well, you might be like, oh, that's the Hulk, but like, you know that he's a human being playing a different character. Like, yeah. You're not like, oh, that's the Hulk as the Hulk in the Hulk. That's not the Hulk in 13 going on 30, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could refer to him as like, oh, that's the Hulk, as in, like, that's the guy who plays the Hulk. But, like, yeah, I think uh, he's just raging that he, he's not part of it. He's not in the marvelization. Yeah, I think he's raging. <laughs> he's not on all his money. <laughs> he's made his money, like, I don't think he's... Yeah, but Evan, like it doesn't matter. Like all these people that are mad rich, they want to be more rich. That is true. Lindsay Lohan says she wants to join to the MCU. Yeah, like it's human nature. 
It's like, human nature to want to join the never, No, I mean about the money. People will never be satisfied. Like Kylie Jenner is, or like the whatever Kardashians, billionaires, billion, billion, billionaires. Are they going to stop making money on time soon? No, no, because they become obsessed with it and they want to build these empires. And like, fair enough, they can do it and blah, 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 whatever. But I wouldn't argue the fact that he's not raging because he's made his money. I'd say he's fuming. Yeah. Because it's a very, 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 very rich. um Franchise? Yes, thank you very much, franchise. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to sum it up but anyway so we were talking about Marvel so Letitia Wright is currently starring in Black Panther Wakanda Forever as Shuri <laughs> so but Letitia Wright uh, was interviewed by Variety she doubled down on her apology following her anti-vax comments and addresses allegations of transphobia and homophobia after a shared video from her controversial pastor in 2020 she said those things that I am not uh, and I apologize and I moved on Despite this, Wright refused to uh, respond to a question asking if she's been vaccinated. She said, I have apologised and I have moved on. Next question. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like her. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Again, I'm conflicted. You're conflicted? I sort of just don't like her. Like I saw the movie and I was really angry looking at her. Well, I thought she was good in the movie. I thought she's she's a fantastic actress, but I was just kind of pissed off looking at her. Like, yeah, I guess. I just, I don't know. It, I don't know. It's weird. I just don't think I know enough about the situation to be passionate about. You know? Yeah. So I'm just like a, um, but I do think she's definitely not come across in the best light whatsoever yeah not doing herself any favors like she's in the number one movie right now yeah but i mean personality was yeah no she hasn't like for her own image she's not doing the best in that regard yeah there's a good way to put it so anyway i'll move on to the final headline so the airs taylor Swift is heading on her airs tour in 2023 and the pre-sale tickets went on sale it they they sold out so much that Ticketmaster had to cancel the general sale as someone screwed up, basically. Um, so Taylor Swift issued a statement on her Instagram saying, well, it goes without saying that I'm extremely protective of my fans. We've been doing this for decades together. And over the years, I've brought so many elements of my career in-house. I've done this specifically to improve the quality of my fans' experience by doing it myself and my team who cares as much about my fans as I do. It's really difficult for me to trust an outside entity with these relationships and loyalties and excruciating for me to just watch mistakes happen with no recourse. There are a multitude of reasons why people had such a hard time trying to get tickets and I'm trying to figure out how this situation can be improved moving forward. I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we asked them multiple times. If they could handle this kind of demand and we were assured they could, it's truly amazing that 24, 2.4 million people got tickets but it really pisses me off that a lot of them feel like they went through several bear attacks to get them and those who didn't get tickets all i can say is my hope is to provide more opportunities for us to get all to get together and sing these songs thank you for wanting to be there you have no idea how much that means again i'm conflicted (laughs) why are you conflicted about this one 
let the sick people do their job. Like, obviously, somebody made a mistake, but like, that's okay. It happens. It does happen, but like, it's it's kind of it's a big one to make though. What they just put all the the tickets in the pre so they're meant to sell like whatever the percentage is. I'm not sure, but it was like set amount of tickets for each city for the pre sale. Yeah, and for some reason, someone didn't do their job right, and all the tickets were gone, so they cancelled general sale. Yeah, but then that means the people that wanted pre-sale got pre-sale. Yeah, but then so many people lost out. Yeah, but some, but 2.5 million people gained. <laughs> Think about the people going to every single city. Yeah, no, I know, but like, it's not like that nobody can go now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, normally she's going to get more dates if she's that in demand. Venues are going to be like, yeah, grand. Hmm. Do you know, like, it's not like they're going to be like, no, no. Terrorism. Yeah, but then you have to think about, like, the people who got the pre-sale and are then reselling them for higher than face value. Yeah, well, they should do the thing that Ed Sheeran has in place where the, you can't do that. Yeah. And that you have to have ID with you. Yeah. Simple. simple. Absolutely fucking simple. <laughs> you get on to Taylor there. <laughs> I will get on to Taylor. There's ways around things. And you can't be like, right, I know, I understand she, like, was like, can you understand this but you know what Taylor if you want something done right do it yourself so you learn how to do their job and do their job next time I'll leave her off it wasn't her fault then then, then she shouldn't be getting mad at people she's not getting mad people are getting mad at her so she has to say something yeah but people shouldn't be getting mad at her she clearly doesn't sell the tickets personally (laughs) well that'd be great though wouldn't it yeah it would be lovely but she doesn't yeah I think it's it's just silly. Like, yeah, of course, I feel bad for people that didn't, like, don't get to go now. But again, as I said, it's not like she's never going to play a concert ever again. Yeah. It's not like they're like, oh, you're done now. You're never <laughs> allowed back in any city ever again. Nobody's going to see Taylor Swift. They're not confiscating her. Like, she'll be back. Did you see? Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I'm right though. You are, but it was execution. <laughs> I was just about to bring up like when you just said that she's never gonna perform it. Well, like she's not never gonna perform again, whatever. Did you see on Disney Plus they streamed Elton John's last American show? No. Yeah, at Dodger Stadium. Oh. And it's like he was like, it's my final show. And then it was, no, it's your final American show. More than likely not. No, definitely not. Although he is he is getting old. He's getting old. Getting old. He's gonna live forever. We both know this. No, we uh, Evan, stop saying that because you're gonna be really sad when he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and then... You can't tell yourself that he's going to live forever because he's not. I'm, I'm not playing into your fantasy. He is going to die. I'm sorry, he is. I'm going to murder. <laughs> no, I'm not. I like him. I'm just saying. I know you do. I'm he's just saying. Like, I just feel like he's going to live forever. He's definitely pickled, but like, he's not going to live pickled. forever. Yeah, pickled from the inside. There's loads of celebrities that are picking on the inside. Ozzy Osbourne is one of them, and he is also not not looking great either. <laughs> Jesus. 
Right. Okay. We're going to move on. Katie, introduce this week's topic, please. Okay. Have you ever been on a journey home and then a random stranger keeps showing up at the worst possible moment and basically brings you on a three-day bender and then you don't get home until way too late and nearly die? No, <laughs> me neither. But this week we are <laughs> we are covering the classic film, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. So buckle up, everybody. This is a bumpy one. Evan, what is your history with Planes, Trains and Automobiles? My history of planes, trains, and automobiles. I don't really have, I knew of it. Mm. Um, knew Steve Martin was in it. I knew mm. John Candy was in it, and he passed away uh, almost nearly 20 years ago, sadly. Um, yeah, knew they were in it, heard of it. There's loads of references in it in like Family Guy and stuff. I didn't realize that until watching it before this and like The Simpsons and stuff. So I kind of, I knew like of it and of parts of it. But I didn't actually watch it up until pre- preparation for this. Um, yeah. So, Katie, what's your history of planes, trains, and automobiles? Um, I don't really have one. I heard it mentioned on a podcast like last week, like last Monday, and then I heard someone saying that it's a really good film and Steve Martin's in it. And then I had just watched Only Murders in the Building, and then we needed a topic for this, and I knew it was like Thanksgiving centric, so um, I suggested that we cover it and then I watch it that's my issue <laughs> <laughs> so anyway <laughs> we're gonna talk about I'm gonna recap the film planes trains and automobiles Katie you ready yeah I'm ready so the film opens in New York City two days before Thanksgiving Neil Page played by Steve Martin is stuck at work Neil leaves work but cannot get a cab Neil and a random stranger played by Kevin Bacon race for a taxi Neil catches up and falls, leaving Kevin Bacon to take the taxi. Neil asks the stranger for his cab and gives and gives him $75. The cab drives off with Neil's stuff and he chases after it. Uh, Neil finally catches up to the cab, uh, but the cab drives off. Neil arrives to the airport to see his flight has been delayed. And then his so his wife, Susan, is sitting at dinner with their kids and he tells her his flight is delayed. Uh, Neil meets Dell, the guy who stole his cab. Dell offers to buy Neil a hot dog or maybe a beverage. Neil argues with the stewardess about not being put in first class. Neil ends up sitting beside Dell on the plane. Neil doesn't want to talk to Dell. Dell takes off his shoe and sock. So later on, the passengers on either side of Neil are asleep. Dell makes a bet with Neil that they will not land in Chicago. Neil calls Su- calls Susan. The plan has uh, the plan. The plane has not landed in Chicago. Uh, Dell tells Neil there are no flights. Flight nine oh nine has officially been cancelled. Neil cannot get a motel room, and Dell welcomes him to Wichita. Uh, Dell and Neil get in a questionable cab uh, and head to a motel. So they arrive at the Braidwood Inn. Dell introduces Neil to the receptionist Gus. Dell and Neil are sharing a room. Neil takes a shower, and the water turns off. Dell watches TV as the bed vibrates. Uh, Neil hops out of the shower, and his only tail is a tiny hand tail. Dell and Neil try to sleep. Dell keeps cracking his knuckles, clearing his nose, and he just makes noise. Susan watches the news. Dell and Neil argue. Dell calls Neil an intruder. Neil tells Dell what he thinks of him. And Dell calls Neil a cynic and tells him that pe- people in his life like him. Dell's money is stolen as he sleeps. Oh, sorry, Neil's money is stolen as he sleeps. Neil wakes up to find Dell cuddling him. The men jump up from the bed and shake off their weird exchange. Neil washes his face in the bathroom and uses Dell's underwear to do so. Neil talks to Susan and tells her he is trying to get, get home. Dell and Neil are at a diner and discuss how to get to Chicago. Neil accuses Dell of stealing his money. 
Dell and Neil come up with a plan outside the motel and a truck pulls up outside. Owen is give is going to give the two men a lift. Dell and Neil are sitting on the back of a pickup truck with a dog. Dell and Neil catch the train to Chicago. The train leaves, but eventually breaks down. The passengers get off the train and walk. Dell and Neil now have to travel to St. Louis by bus. Neil gets caught looking at a couple who engage in PDA. Neil starts to sing, but no one knows the song. Dell sings the Flintstones theme tune and everyone joins in. Dell and Neil arrive in St. Louis. Dell sells curtain rings as earrings and takes people's money. Neil tries to call Susan. Neil tells Dell he missed his daughter's Thanksgiving pageant. Neil tells Dell they should split up. Dell pays for the meal and leaves. Neil rents a car, but there is no car in the space. Neil makes his way to the car rental service, falling over as he arrives covered in filth. The agent's on the phone. Neil tells her to, to wipe the smile off her face and demands she give him a car. De- she asks for his rental agreement and he tells her he threw it away and he responds that, that he she responds that he's fucked. Neil insults a cabbie and gets punched. He almost gets run over by none other than Dell. So Dell demands the cabbie help him, but he gets his nuts grabbed instead. So Dell and Neil are on the road again. Neil is now driving the car as Dell adjusts the passenger seat. Dell and Neil talk about their bothersome traits. Dell is now driving and Neil tells him he broke the seat. Neil tries to sleep as Dell does the mess around. Dell is driving and his jacket gets caught in the seat. Uh, the car skids and Neil wakes up. They drive again. The other drivers tell them they're going the wrong way. Neil notices this as two trucks head towards them. They crash and the, steer- and the steering wheel is broken. The car catches on fire. They pick up Dell's trunk and they sit on the highway. Neil starts laughing and Dell joins him. Dell tells Neil he gave the agent shower curtain rings as payment. Dell then admits he didn't, he didn't in fact do that and he rented the car with Neil's diner's club card. Dell tells Neil to give the card back and he admits he put the card back in Neil's wallet, which is now in the burning car. They drive the remains of the car to a motel. Neil is checking into the hotel and presents his burnt cards. Neil offers the hotel clerk his watch and money. Dell offers the clerk a Casio. Neil sits in the motel room. Dell sits in his car talking to his late wife. Neil invites Dell to his room. They spend time bonding and laughing. Dell burns his hand on the light bulb. The next morning, they, they try to start the car. They manage to get the car started and drive. The police see them driving and flag them down. So then they hitch a ride with the trucker. They arrive at LaSalle train subway station. Uh, Neil gets on the train and they go to their separate ways. Neil sits on the train laughing about his journey with Dell. Neil arrives at the subway station again and Dell is there. Dell admits he doesn't have a home and his wife passed away eight years ago. Dell and Neil carry the trunk to Neil's house. Neil's daughter answers the door. Neil and Dell walk into the house and he introduces Susan to Dell. Neil and Susan hug and, De- and then the movie ends. Yeah. Have a discussion. What did you think about? I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Too. I loved every minute of it. I was like, this is my new favorite thing. Yeah, like it's a really nostalgic film. Like, even though I've never seen it before, like I got like loads of waves of nostalgia just because of like I don't know, maybe it was the time it was set in, or oh, I don't know, I can't really describe it, but it was it was just nostalgic like it was yeah um when was it filmed actually what year i'm gonna find out now um okay it came out in 87 so yeah i was right i was gonna say it was like 80s 
yeah no it's really i do i do love it yeah it is just really good and it's directed by john Hughes, who directed breakfast club so you can't go wrong yeah and um i actually john candy's so good in it like he's actually such a good actor like um i remember I hadn't like really heard of him or like any of his stuff until like I met Kevin and he made me watch Uncle Book. Oh yeah. Which is an incredible film. It's so funny. Like and um so once I saw that Steve Martin and John Candy were in it, I was like, oh I have to watch this. <laughs> but it was like also kind of annoying because it felt like it was going on. Like like I really enjoyed it, but for a short film, it felt like it went on for ages. I don't. I didn't think that. Did you not? No. I thought it was very drawn out. I was like, "You're definitely gone away a week." Like this isn't obviously doesn't have any of his stuff with him. Has like isn't wearing proper clothes. Sorry, and my connection says it's unstable, quite like myself. So just in case. Yeah, no, you froze there for a bit, but uh, you're grand. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like there's no way that um his wife's just gonna be okay with him coming home in the middle of Thanksgiving after gallivanting and then just bringing home a random man. Yeah, <laughs> that would have happened. Just at the stairs. I don't know why I thought I thought that was his daughter. Who? Susan. Oh, really? Yeah, because the kids call him Pop Pop, and I was like, that's something you call a grandfather. Yeah, I don't know. And I do get what you do. Get- yeah, I do get that. And then um, there was another thing, and I thought he said something about grandkids, but then it turns out to be his wife, so I don't know. At one point, I thought Dell was going to be, um, like, dodgy. Yeah. Yeah, at one point, I was like, oh, he's going to be dodge, but he wasn't. Well, he was, but not in the way I thought he was going to be. Yeah, that speech he gives where he's like, my wife likes me and my friends like me. Like, that's a really famous speech. It's the one yeah. that, that they do in Family Guy. Like, it's the one I, I knew that speech, but I didn't know where it came from. It turns out it came from this. Okay. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't, I didn't really recognize any references from this movie. Do you know, fun fact about it, you know, in order to get an R rating, you know, that scene where he, uh, Neil goes back to the car agency. Yeah. And he's like, give me a fucking car. I want a fucking car. I don't care if it's a fucking Toyota or whatever. Yeah. The reason why that scene's in there is so the movie could get an R rating. Oh. Well, that, that is my favourite scene in the entire film. <laughs> is it? I didn't really like it. It kind of made me uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, but when she goes, you're fucked. I was like, yes. Oh, yeah, no, I was happy for that. But like when he was gone mad, I was like, mm, that's a bit of bad behaviour now from Steve. Like, I wasn't... <laughs> from Steve. <laughs> <laughs> too happy now uh, with that like I was like mm, you have to respect retail workers like on the holidays be dick. you know it's not real right it wasn't actually Steve Martin I know it wasn't but like come on I'm still not happy with it fair enough I mean it's triggering but... it's so triggering and that poor lady to be fair she was on the phone and being annoying but like still it's the holidays <laughs> these are all about the be kind shit it's the 80s. We were not about that. Yeah, I know, but now he would be. Yeah, that would not fly now. No, absolutely not. Um, and then I thought he was going to be divorced, Dell. You thought Dell was going to be divorced? Yeah, 
I thought it was going to be a case of um, that his wife didn't actually like him mm. and that they were divorced. Oh, no, when he, when he found his wife passed away, it was really sad. I know. And then and then I thought he was going to be an apparition, like um, like a Scrooge situation. Oh, like it's all in his head? Yeah, kind of. That would have been great. Thanks. I know. I should have been a writer, but I'm not. There you go. Get, the, get on the remake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read it. I was like, is he an apparition? How does he know all this stuff? And then, yeah, but then obviously he wasn't an apparition. But, you know. It's just, it's just so funny. I loved it. It is. It's a very, like, lighthearted, wholesome, like like holiday movie it's like it's really like family vibes you know except for that one scene with all mm. the f-bombs in it but like you could still sit down with your family and watch this and then just tell any children in the room to cover the roots yeah oh you can hear you're not allowed to say there you go that's that was my motto grown up people <laughs> like oh sorry for course in the front of you like it's okay i can hear it i just can't say it I said it to my nieces. <laughs> yeah, no, my mom. <laughs> yeah, my mom had it drilled into me. And um if people would apologize to her for her in front of me, she's like, What 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 like what's our thing, Katie? And I'd be like, I can hear it, I just can't say it. And I'd be sitting there going, <laughs> You're right, you're right. <laughs> and then Katie would lock the door and be like, fuck, 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 fuck. I still don't curse in front of my mom. Yeah, remember you yelled at me for curse. No, yeah, that's because you excessively curse. Don't excessively curse. I love cursing for like um, expression. I think cursing is great. I think you can really like get the sentiment of a story or a sentence or, or a thing out. And it's really like can be powerful. But sometimes it's just not necessary. I attacked you the last few weeks. Let's just attack me now. I'm just saying. I made fun of your dancing skills. I'm also talking to my mother down there who can't hear me, but she also does it unnecessarily. Um, but yeah, I just I I like, and I'm not saying I don't. Of course I do. As I said, I love doing it. I think it's a great way of express expression. But I just don't do it in front of my mom. Like if I have to tell her a story, and there's a course in it, I'll still preface like, "Sorry, I'm just gonna course for a minute." <laughs> I don't know why it is so weird, but um, it's embedded into you. I think the only time I will course in front of my mom is when I'm driving. So. Oh, that's fair. She's heard me say every word <laughs> when I'm driving because it, it just brings out the worst to me, and it, it brings out all the courses. Um, but yeah, yeah. So this film, fun fact, is actually inspired by a real life. Um, uh, trip that John Hughes went on so uh, before he became a famous filmmaker uh, John Hughes worked as a copywriter for the Leo Burnett advertising agency in Chicago one day he had an 11am presentation scheduled in New York City on a Wednesday and planned to return home on a 5pm flight that same evening winter winds forced all flights to Chicago to be cancelled that night so he stayed in a hotel a snowstorm in Chicago the next day continued the delays the plane he eventually boarded ended up being diverted to denver then phoenix used didn't make it back until monday 
Experiencing such a hellish trip might explain how Hughes managed to write the first 60 pages of plane trains and automobiles in just six hours. Oh, very good. That's good. John Hughes, I love that man. Yeah, I don't have much. Uh... Uh, Breakfast Club? Love nor hate. Yeah, I didn't watch all of Breakfast Club. Uh, what's well, so it? Pretty in Pink? Never seen it. 16 Candles? Mm, I've seen the remake. Do you mean 16 Wishes? Yeah. <laughs> With Debbie Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yep. Maybe uh, I have seen 16 Candles, but I can only remember 16 Wishes. <laughs> Oh wait, is there something about a Barbie in that film? I think so. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I with Molly Ringwald. Evan. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Archie's mom in Riverdale. Is she not dead? No, I don't think so. Archie's mom was dead. Oh my god, there's a four-hour cut of this movie. I want to see that. No, I do not want to see that four-hour cook. <laughs> Schneider cut. <laughs> oh, Tom Hanks and John Travolta almost played these roles. No, I like the character. No, it, it was perfect casting. You couldn't get better than this. Yeah, no, I agree. You were talking about Elton John, I do. He wrote a song for this movie. Did he? Mm. What song? Must be the one that plays the end credits. Hold on. No, the, that's not the right one. Uh, Elton John was supposed to record the theme song. He and his team played it. It turns out the film Paramount wanted to own the master of the Rocketman song, which was something John's own contract couldn't allow and said Paramount decided to use Paul Young's Every Time You Go Away. Oh. So there is a song that's recorded but was never released. Ah. That's annoying. <laughs> come on, release it, Elton. Give me Elton's version. Yeah, come on, Elton. <laughs> Elton's version from the vault. Well, he might not be here for much longer. So we just we just clarified he's gonna live for. He's not, and I don't take it. He's not gonna live forever. We, see, we have a, we have this weird prediction thing. So if we do this. We won't murder Elton John. He has another like eight Not years. Not on purpose. Yeah, but we won't. Like he has another. I'd say he's gone to the doctor and getting like certain medications so that he stays alive a little bit longer because his kids are only young. <laughs> Were you looking up something there? Um, I'm just looking up about play, um about the film. Just... About planes. <laughs> about planes. <laughs> no, about uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Just see. Oh, how many times was the F four deals in plane? Sorry. Not that uh, much. First town. Well, let's see if you're right. There was. Why are we quizzing me? I because this is when you were. How many? <laughs> Sorry, it's just me being like because this is funny. No, but seriously, how many times was the F word used or F words? I'm gonna say twelve. Nineteen. Oh, it's close. Yeah, how many times was goddamn used? Uh, that that was in a few times. It's got to be higher than nineteen. No, that was nineteen. Yeah. Uh, 
method. Ten. Seven. Oh. Um, how many uses of hell? Higher than nineteen. No. Uh. Nineteen is the highest. Nineteen is the highest. Okay. Yeah. Um. I say eight. Eleven. Oh my god. Yeah. What? How many uses of ass? Which isn't really a profanity, but anyway, in America. I was seven. Nine. Um. How many S words? Which I don't know what S words are. But like shit. Maybe actually, yeah. Oh, uh, that I, I I take four for that one. Ten. <laughs> how many uses of bitch? <laughs> this is just this is this is my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say 10 for this one. Four. Why am I getting... I'm getting numbers on wrong. <laughs> but like, you, there was... You guessed four for S-word and there was 10 and you guessed 10 for bitch and it was four. Or I guess 11 for something else and it was seven yeah. and I guess seven. Yeah, it's it mad. Well, yeah, that's the profanities and the profanity rating in this movie was the six. Yes. <laughs> moderate. Oh, I do love profanities. We do love profanities. <laughs> They're my favorite things. Um, let me. The house in planes, trains, and automobiles is the exact same one as in Home Alone. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. But well, then I was like, no, the Home Alone one's bigger. And then I was like, no, am I right? No. And then I thought it was wrong. Turns out I was right. Yeah. Um, Apparently, you can stay in the house. Yeah, on Airbnb. You yeah. can also eat in the Spice Bus. The Spice Bus? From Spice World. Yeah, I know that, but I just didn't think that you'd be able to do that. Um, yeah, do you have any more to say about planes, trains, and automobiles? Other than it's probably one of my new favourite movie right now. Uh, not that it's new, but it's just my new, because it's new to me because I've seen it for the first time. Yeah. Uh, but it's just my new favorite thing in life. And kind of, I mean, you had the same kind of experience with Heather's. You were like, I love this. Yeah, I did love Heather's. I was like, wow. Yeah, so it's going to be, I think it's going to be a rewatch for me down the line. Wow. So yeah, yeah I, I, I'll definitely watch it again. I can't, I won't say that I'll never watch this again because I obviously will. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. So that's all I have to say. What about you? Anything else? No, nothing, nothing else to say. Well, let's move on and talk about the success of planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, yeah. It was very successful. Would you believe this? Uh, I would. So Gosh. the film has a 92% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which means... It's higher than rent. Higher than rent. Almost perfect score. John Hughes. Um, <laughs> no one's let me do that point. <laughs> I did. I thought. The film made uh, $49.5 million against a budget of $15 million. Mm-hmm. Um, this is interesting in August 2020 a rumoured remake was reported to be in the works with Will Smith and Kevin Hart to star sorry you just froze what was that oh okay so in August 2020 a rumoured remake of this movie was reported to be in production or in the early stages anyway with Will Smith and Kevin Hart to star no no we don't need it you can't do it like like Martin and Candy no, 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 no. Can't do it. I, I won't allow it. Oh, I love Steve Martin. I'm I personally protest that film. 
You can't. Just me. You can't do it. You can't do it. Okay, so now school is in session for planes, trains, and automobiles for Katie. Pop quiz, 10 questions. Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. So a lot of these, I can make multiple choice if you want. You know the drill. Um, So question one, what does Del Griffin sell for a living? Shower curtain rings. That is correct. Question two, which actor has a non-speaking role in the movie? Did you say this could be multiple choice? Yep. Uh, can I have the choices, please? Yeah, so uh, Ethan Hawke, mm-hmm. Evan Bacon, mm-hmm. John Samos, mm-hmm. or Alan Rickman? Oh, I don't know. The fourth one. Ethan Hawke? Yeah. It's actually Kevin Bacon. He does speak in it, does he not? No, he just chases the cab. He doesn't say anything. Oh, is he not the one that was... Got the $75 off him? No. Oh, okay. Because there's a key speaks. Oh, okay. I did actually know Kevin Bacon was in the book. It's fine. <laughs> Question three. This is multiple choice. Uh, Dell sings the theme song to which show on the bus? The Flintstones. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Question four. How many years has Dell's wife been dead? Oh, seven. Close. Eight. Oh, I'll give that to you anyway. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you were close. Thanks. Uh, okay. Uh, which city are they bound for when they get on the bus? Um. Oh, I can't remember. Um. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to have to give up. Uh, St. Louis. Okay, I never would have guessed it. Never would have. Never. Okay, true or false? Dell offers Neil a hot dog when he first meets him in the airport. True. That is true. Question seven, multiple choice. Mm-hmm. What line of business does Neil work in? Is it accountancy, marketing, finance, or publishing? <sighs> marketing. Get in. That is right. Okay. Question eight, true or false? Uh, when Dell and Neil wake up cuddling each other, Dell thinks his hand is between two pillows. True. <laughs> Question nine. <laughs> this is so easy. What holiday is Neil anxious to get home for? Thanksgiving. That is right. And this one's multiple choice. Final one. What time is Neil's flight initially meant to take off? 9 p.m., 8 p.m., 6 p.m. or 7 p.m.? 7 p.m.? Actually, 6 p.m. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, you, you actually got seven, so that's really good. Woo! I'm so proud of myself. There you go. So next up, we're going to put planes, trains, and automobile on our pop scale. Rank it out of five based on how much we like it. Katie, what do you give planes, trains, and automobiles? I'm going to give it a four. Mm-hmm. My brain already said five there, but I didn't mean five. Um, Four. Only because, like, it wasn't absolutely perfect like there's some plot holes and there's some bits that I'm like mm, you know but I mean the cast was great like it's so nostalgic like it was just so like goofy and funny and silly and it's the perfect like holiday film and I'll probably end up watching it like once a year because it, it definitely gave me a real like family and wholesome feel mm-hmm. but yeah it's just just I just can't give it a five for some reason what about you Evan? I'm gonna give it a four and a half 
Okay, I nearly did that. I love this. It's absolutely incredible. It's so perfect. John Candy, Steve Martin, directed by John Hughes. Yeah. So amazing. I'm going to watch it. I don't know. I'm going to rewatch it. It's going to be a comfort film probably in the future. Oh, absolutely. I loved it. <laughs> and it just made me really happy. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was good. It was good humor and stuff. In it. So next up, we're going to, have to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? What is popping with me? That's a great question. The same old things, because you know what? I don't branch out. Back watching New Girl. I'm still watching Friends. Um, still playing Stardew Valley. Still listening to all the same podcasts without exception. Um, <laughs> I literally haven't branched out. I am awful. And this is why <laughs> we made this podcast to broaden my horizons. So. But well, you, you are a lot better than when we started. I will say that. I am. I am. Um, Megan Trainer. I guess I am. I'm still on a, a Megan Trainer bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I have become a fan. Mm. Yeah, um, I love Megan Trainer. Yeah, I really have. I've become I've become a big fan of Megan. So I've just been listening to her and stuff in the car. Uh, what's popping with you, Evan? So on Disney Plus, new episodes of Raven's Home. They keep releasing batches of. From the new season five episode installments, which is kind of cool. So yeah, really like Raven's Home. Um, other than that, did I see? No, I didn't really enjoy that. I'm rewatching Two Broke Girls on Prime Video. Um, hilarious, love it yeah, so much. I love Two Broke Girls. Yeah, and uh, a little a little TikTok sound that went viral this week. Well, um, it just is getting me in. The, well, Christmas music, I suppose, and this could get you in the mood for Christmas. Oh yeah. I'll be home for quiz mice. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate everything. I hate everything about it. It's just so fun. I hate the memes. I hate the people doing it. Not you, though. I, I love you, but everyone else I hate. Um, like, and then a horror joke about it. Oh, like, that flop. That was funny. That was not funny. That was a like, flop, like... Uh, like, anyway. let us have fun doing this yeah you don't have to hop on <laughs> we're not overly scrutinizing oh my god <laughs> scrutinizing but not over it's so funny it's like oh you're on for quiznos another one is yeah. oh, i'd be on for chris moyles <laughs> <laughs> i'll be on for quiz mice <laughs> quiz mice, yeah. crisp moss was another one. Oh, it's the funniest <laughs> <laughs> it is funny it is funny and uh it's so dumb though who let her who let her release it? who said oh that sounds brilliant but she can yeah she can sing though that's the thing no she can she sing very well and clear but why is she doing that who who didn't say maybe don't do that <laughs> who, who didn't turn around to her and say maybe don't release that you'll get a bit bullied <laughs> It's like when parents name their kids weird things, they're just setting them up for being bullied. I'm like, that's what your producers just done. <laughs> they set you up for being bullied. Oh my God. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> it's the only way I can describe it. I just it love is. anything that's ripping the piss out of her. Like, I know, I know, you know. Well, anyway, enough about, enough about that. Uh, Katie, where can the people find us? 
People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Popcast. You can give us a little rating on Spotify and a little review on Apple Podcasts if you so wish. And if any of your family and friends want a new podcast to listen to, send them our way. They can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. Okay, so that was our episode on planes, trains, and automobiles. You will not hear from next week because Katie is away, so we're taking a little well-needed break. But then we'll be back in December, mm-hmm. Christmas season. Exciting season. Exciting. Uh, so you'll hear from us then. Goodbye.